Welcome to Betting with the Bears with Matt and Puneet. All right. Hey there, all you cool Cubs and Berries. Welcome to episode 25 of Betting with the Bears. With your hosts, we are back, Matt and Puneet, Brown Bear. We had a little bit of a hiatus, but uh, we're back We're back in it. We are back. We are um, refreshed and rejuvenated from our beach week. Well, kind of. We, I think both <laughs> Matt and I left more tired than we, <laughs> we went in. But that's all right. It was fun. It was a great trip. We were able to get some fun people onto the pod, um, and we, we hope to get them back on as well as some other people joining and, and giving their input. So it was a fun week and uh, we're, we're glad to be back here. Yeah. We, we were debating whether we were going to uh, do some recording when we, when we were there and we kind of decided let's just make it a, a fun beach trip. Let's not, let's, let's let the listeners, let's give them something to uh, something to, to yearn for as we take, took the week off of recording. And luckily the NBA also took a little bit of a break and I guess all sport, most sports did with the social yeah. justice movement. So it ended right. up working out. And, and I think we don't really talk about that type of stuff a lot on the pod, but I think we're both in agreement that props to them for doing what they, doing what they did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, although it, it um, you know, it left us with not having much to watch in terms of sports. It, it definitely was a big movement and both Matt and I agree that that was the right thing there. And, and we totally respect that decision. Um, but as we move forward now, we are we are happy to see sports back. We're we're um, we're moving in through the NBA playoffs. We have NHL playoffs moving through. Some soccer, international soccer is going to be starting. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about some tennis. The U.S. Open is starting as well. Yeah, it's not our strong suit, but um, yeah, like Puneet said, the U.S. Open starts today, so we'll dive into it a little bit. Um, but as always, before we do anything. We're going to start with our trivia. Puneet, are you ready? I am ready. All right. So I saw this on a graphic during a Lakers game, so you might have seen it as well. But uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. Can you guess which teammate of LeBron, while they were teammates, averaged the highest points per game? Again, while they were currently teammates. So like D-Wade's 30-point year before LeBron doesn't count. Okay. Let's see. So... I mean, I think the obscure stat, the the reason why you're asking it is because it's not an obvious answer. Um, but at the same time, I want to just pick Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did. I was surprised though because uh, this year he averaged twenty six, like twenty six point one. So basically twenty six, and then Kyrie was close, but it's still a full point off. Um, his last year with LeBron, he averaged twenty five point two. And then D Wade was third in his first year with LeBron. He averaged, um, if I can get it to pull up, uh, he averaged, or no, D Wade was second. He averaged 25.5 in his first year with mm. LeBron. So it was, yeah, it was pretty, I think it was pretty clear that it was those three in the top three, just a matter of the order. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense because I feel like this year in particular with AD, you can kind of see LeBron has taken a bit of a backseat. Well, maybe not the backseat. He's kind of moved over to the, the passenger side as co-pilot um, and then will hop into the driver's seat when needed. But he really has let Anthony Davis take over when he wants to. So I think that that does make a little more sense. than. Um, and I, I think I was just trying to – I was overthinking it and, and I'm glad I picked him first. 
Yeah, I yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah, I think you phrased it well. Where like LeBron took over when he needed to, but he in general during the the first three quarters he kind of let he kind of played a back seat to AD and let AD cook. Right. Um. Yeah. So uh, with the NFL starting next Thursday, uh, starting tomorrow, we're going to be doing our NFL previews, and we're just going to go division by division and not go too much in depth, but just talk about like the team over under, uh, who we think is going to win the division. And maybe some fun props for those individual teams if the if we can find one. Um, and then at the very end of it, we'll do our Super Bowl and playoff predictions and all that stuff. Yeah, it's so crazy to think that the NFL is fourteen days away. Like I, it's it's hard to fathom that we've literally sat through the entire summer in our houses and that football with like a bat of an eye, football starting. Yeah, I feel like apparently like uh, the like overall fantasy like the participation in fantasy football leagues is down uh because i mean just like for i i think you can also agree to this but like for me it was i never really got myself in, like the football like mindset i guess cuz sports came back and there wasn't any preseason and like the training camp wasn't open it's like we never really saw football on the tv so like in my head it's like holy crap it's starting in like I mean, today's monday the 31st it's literally starting in like 10 days yeah it's so weird um definitely agree that like not having the whole buzz of the preseason and, you know, training camps being open and all that stuff and, and being able to go in person, things like that made it a lot harder to get into it. Um, I mean, everything's still going on. And, and again, like as we go around the sporting world, good transition here, you know, everything's still going on, even the NBA draft lottery. And it is just so different this year that Matt and I completely forgot to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I I feel like a lot of that, I mean, it's both. It's like, we never obviously have this many sports over the summer. So it's like only gearing up for football and like a little bit of some baseball fun. And then also coupled with like, there's no preseason and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll start tomorrow doing our NFL previews. We'll start with the NFC East as we, uh, as those are both of our teams and I actually do have some breaking news. Speaking of football, um, the Jaguars just released Leonard Fournette. Wow. Holy yeah, cow. I was not expecting that. So I don't know who their starting running back is going to be. And also, this is the most important thing. We have our fantasy football draft tonight. Oh, yeah. I don't See, know. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, well, our, our commish, Roger Goodell, will thank you. <laughs> or thank me <laughs> yeah, for whatever. reminding you. Um, Boy, but yeah. you mentioned the NBA lottery. That's one thing that we did forget to go over on our last pod. Um, so the Timberwolves got the number one pick. I mean, what's that, like the third time in six years? They, they must be really proud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least they're number one at something on a consistent basis. Then yeah. Cleveland, I feel like, in the last few years have been battling it out for that number one pick. Haven't gotten it, but I don't know. Yeah. They, they, this is their third number one pick, and they've, I feel like they've gotten unlucky because, like, you thought – when they got Andrew Wiggins, you thought he'd be, like, a, a franchise-changing player, but he stinks. Right. Cat's really good offensively, but he stinks on defense. And this yep. year, there's, like, no – there's, like, not anybody that you think is going to be a star. I think Anthony Edwards is the projected yeah. number one pick, but Don't. he's, like – he. I could see him like just kind of being like a Marvin Bagley, who's just like a kind of average to a little bit above average NBA player. Yeah, I could see that, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, he obviously has a high ceiling, so maybe he could transition into and transform into something that's really good. the The Evil Empire, uh, the Golden <laughs> State Warriors, they got the number two pick, of course, and uh, they're gonna get next them, year. They're gonna get ball. Yeah, that would be funny. Um, that's never gonna happen. I really see them trading this pick trading this pick in Wiggins for some sort of package. I, yeah, I think that'll happen. I agree. Some, and then they'll... some stupid team is going to convince themselves that they can fix Wiggins. Yeah, exactly. But 
the the best part of this draft is the Washington Wizards got number nine because they're the best team in the world. <laughs> I mean, they went to the bubble and gained draft position, so props to them. Yeah, exactly. They they definitely knew what they were doing when they were there. So yeah. I'll take it. Um, so the NHL, um, so both top seeds in the East and West are down three to one, which is kind of funny. The Flyers are down three <laughs> to one, and the Flyers just look like. I just, I, I don't know. They, they were really hot going into the playoffs, but it just kind of looks like they're one year away. The Islanders just look better. Um, and then the Dallas Stars, and this one's more surprising to me. The Dallas Stars are up three one against uh, the Avalanche. Yeah, both of these are. I mean, as I, again, I don't really watch that much hockey outside of the Capitals, but I saw the Islanders play the Capitals, and they just completely destroyed them. And um, you know, when we spoke about the preview between the Islanders and, and Philly, I said that the Islanders have a, have a good five start or a good uh, five man rotation on that ice, and and I thought that they would definitely play well. And um, I I don't know, I wasn't sure if they would win this series, but man, they are they are hot. And same with the Dallas Stars. I mean, again, most people even go even after they were up two one, um, even after they were up two nothing, um, yeah, no one really thought. gave them a chance. Yeah. Um, you know, Avalanche were still, uh, my, I think they were barely plus odds to win the series uh, at down 0, 0 to 2. So um, it was, you know, Vegas didn't really even think that. But um, it, yeah, it, it seems like both of these two teams now should be able to win this series, barring any crazy situation, because at the same time, hockey is very weird. So you never yeah. know. Yeah, barring a collapse, I, I kind of agree. And um, they have a chance to close it out tonight. So the, t- the two games today, there's only two. Uh, both teams are up 3-1, to so the Lightning are up 3-1 to on the Bruins. And the, uh, as we talked about, the Stars are up 3-1 to on the Avalanche. Um, both those games are tonight. So the Lightning are favorite are favored, and the Avalanche are still favored. So Vegas just can't quit, uh, quit the Avalanche. So we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, the only other hockey series we haven't mentioned is the Vegas is up 3-1. to on the Canucks and what a, I, I didn't watch that whole game. I went to bed when they were up two to one at the end of the first period, but what a roller coaster that was. Yeah, that was wild. So they were up to one and then the Canucks scored two in the second period, go up three, two. And uh, I actually didn't bet it. So I was, uh, I was watching and I, you know, when that happened, I was like, dang, Matt just, you know, lost some money here. Canucks are going to take this game. And then third period rolls around and, and Vegas scores three and, and wins five, three. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, moving on from there. So, like, like uh, Brown Bear said, soccer starting soon. I think soccer is starting soon. I think the EPL starts next Saturday, um, which is the twelfth. So Saturday, September twelfth. So once that starts, we'll be doing some EPL updates. And then, as we mentioned before, the U.S. Open starts. Today, uh, tennis, men's and women's. And the only thing that we know is that uh, Djokovic is going to wash, and so is Osaka. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both studs for both their, the men and, and women's sides, respectively. Um, well, yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll randomly talk about it here and there. One thing I do want to get off my chest is Medvedev uh, last week in that, the Cincinnati Open. It was one of the uh, tournaments that was going on. He was favored, and, and he was winning. Uh, he won the first set and was up in the second and should have won it. And then he just decided he doesn't care and doesn't know how to play tennis anymore. So he lost. And Matt and I were watching that live. And, and personally, I put 
a huge chunk of change on that one match. And I think somebody called him after the first set and was like, hey, Brown Bear just bet on you. <laughs> you need to lose this. You need to lose this game. So that's exactly what he did. Yep, and, that, um, that's exactly what happened. That was I'm so, never betting on him again. It was so weird because he like, yeah, he won the first set pretty easily. And he was up. Yeah, he destroyed him. Yeah, he was up four to three in the second set. And he was serving. So he could have served to go up five to three. So all he needed to do was hold serve. And he would win the second set. And then he lost three in a row. He got broken twice. And then the next game, the next set, he I think he's just in a mental fog and was just like, all right, whatever. I don't, this isn't the U.S. Open. I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah, and then he just loser. got crushed in the third set. So Yeah, so I know you're listening, Med, but you're a loser. <laughs> we don't like you. Um, no. And so the NBA, there's we're not going to cover any like individual games since we like since we missed so much last week. So we'll just kind of go series by series. Um, this happened feels like it happened 18 years ago, but the Sixers got swept. Uh, let's move on. Rest in peace, Brett Brown. You're a good person. I still think you're not a bad coach, but it was just it was time to move on. So wish Brett Brown the best. I know he listens, Brett. And never anything against you, but it was just time to move on. Yeah, um, and you know. It- it sucked because Ben obviously got hurt. Ben Simmons did. So they weren't at full strength. And I know that that's, it's hard to kind of always put an excuse out there. And, and, you know, all the haters will always say, well, you can't always give excuses, blah, blah, blah. They would have lost if Ben Simmons played. Yeah. But that's what I was getting at. I think they still probably would have lost. Um, yeah. I will I say agree. before we move on, just a quick yes or no. Do you think they trade one or the, one of the two? Not Embiid or Ben. This summer? No, I don't. Okay. All right, I'm, well, I'm on record on. saying I don't think they will. All right. Good to know. Um, but, yeah, moving on then, um, the Raptors swept. Obviously, that was you know, a cakewalk for them. The Heat swept. Again, pretty much a cakewalk for them. Um, and then the Nuggets. Wow. What, what a, a series. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, this, this series, the game yesterday, so fun. amazing. We were watching. Yeah. yeah, we were texting during that. It was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, it honestly – I didn't really expect much out of this series. Um, I thought, you know, there'd be other series that, that would be more captivating than this. But this is, wow, I've never seen an offensive outburst by two individual players like this before. I think this is the first time ever where two players have gotten over 50 in the same series. Twice. And they both, uh, they've both right, done that, it twice. Yeah, that's what I mean, that they've both done it multiple times. They've like gotten over yeah, 50 multiple right. times. Yeah. And it's obviously, insane. you know, if you're if you're not a basketball fan, then the two people we're talking about are Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray. Um, they are just animals, both of them. The last night, Murray put up 50 and, and Mitchell put up 44. And it, you can, it's clear that these two are just duking it out between each other. And that when they're on the court, it's just essentially – you know, back and forth, you score, I score. You Must know, you watch. Can, anything yeah. you can do, I, I can do better. Yeah. Must watch basketball. Um, I'd yeah. be curious to see what, what the, the line ends up being for both of those players because, like, you can't have it be something outlandish like they were doing for Damon for Harden. But also, I just, like, I, I don't know, I can't fathom a scenario, especially Donovan Mitchell. He's just, he only, he's only been under 30 points one time this entire series. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I think they're going to put them both at around, like, um, I think it's going to be like 30, 33. Oh, no, I think oh. lower I think lower than that. Well, I guess with Game 7, you always have a little bit more edginess. But listen to this. Their last three games, Games 4, 5, and 6, for Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray, respectively, in points. 51, 30, 44, and then Jamal Murray, um, 50, 42, 50. Insane. It, like, that's ridiculous. So that's why I could see, you know, like – 
Jamal Murray deserves that, you know, somewhere in the high 30s. And I think what what they what Vegas would think at that point is, all right, what Jamal Murray is going to do, you're most likely going to see a similar output from Donovan Mitchell because because it's a game seven. So I could see it being, you know, in the the high 30s and both of them going over and and the both of them ending up in the 40s. It's it's only fitting that in game 7 they both also go crazy. Yeah, I know. It's just even when like Harden was going bananas, they never had his points per game go over like 36 or something. So, um I would just be shocked to see if anything above like 35. But we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um Yeah. So the the Clippers close it out. Um, it was it, Luca. I, he had that like incredible game after the uh, he sprained his ankle, but I think eventually without KP, it, it, it just kind of uh, uh, it kind of caught up to him. He couldn't really do much without KP and, and on the bad ankle. Yeah. So screw Marcus Morris to start this off. Um, you know he he definitely at first it was what game five when he stepped on Luca's ankle and. You know, he kind of came out and was like, I'm not a dirty player, blah, blah, blah. And then last night he decided he was just going to clothesline Luca. So clearly they're not related or they may not be related. But now everyone in the world is saying they're related incidents where he's just kind of headhunting for Luca and trying to injure him. Um, but the one thing I think that the Dallas Mavericks need next year is an enforcer. Because once, you know, KP would step up, but he's also pretty frail. Um, it, you know, to come into aid of his teammates, but I think that next year, you know, they need to get a pretty much just like that guy that that will get in people's faces, similar to a Marcus Morris, who won't back down from anyone and will just kind of step up and and kind of guard his teammates and and stand up for him. Um, I think that'll help them a lot next year. Yeah, I agree. I feel like they definitely need to get tougher, especially on the defensive end, because the, yeah. the the points that they give up is just like as much fun as Luca and KPR. It's just not a sustainable way to win. And they had right. they had a, they had an historically good offense, but they still ended with the seventy because of the defense. So right, bright future with the Mavs. You hope KP can stay healthy, and then the Clippers uh, play the winner of the Nuggets and the Jazz. And I think that they'll probably either no matter who they play, they'll probably win in six. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think five or six. Um, you know, both of these two teams and the Lake. I mean, the the Jazz and Nuggets. They're they're duking it out in the seven game series, and I think PG kind of fixed whatever um, issue pandemic P was having. And I don't think he's going to be playoff P, but I mean, I think he'll he'll definitely be a a good contributor and and not play as terribly as he had been in the beginning of the Clippers Mavericks series. And then obviously Kawhi is just incredible. And yeah, Kawhi's Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be able to add some more rest and um, put more oil into his (laughs) tank, and he'll be good to go for the second round. Yeah, he'll be good. Um, So the the Bucks and Lakers, moving on from the Clippers, they uh, both lost game one, and then really didn't have a close game after that. They won all four. Yeah, I, I mean, Bucks Lakers. I mean, they both look shaky. Let's be real. They do. Um, yeah, they do. They do not look like true number one seeds right now because you know both number two seeds look better than number one seeds. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, I think the Bucks are going to lose to the Heat, but we'll discuss that in a minute here. I am with you. Um, we, yeah, we need to get Carrick back on to defend. Is uh, Bucks winning the ship take? Because I uh, can't get on board with that. Even the game yesterday that they won, or I guess that was Saturday that they won, um, they were like led the whole game, but 
the magic brought it till three in the with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I was like, Oh my yeah. God, are they actually going to do this? And then the bucks ended up winning by 14. So it didn't matter, but still kind of made me, I was like, and Giannis just looked so bad in the fourth quarter. He kept like settling for jumpers and he, and none of them were even close. He, at one point he air, he airballed a free throw. I just could, yeah. could not be more I mean, out on the Greek, not freak. I don't know. I can't think of a, of a joking adjective, but this is your King. Like, yeah, that's uh, RIP. Yeah, rest in peace, Black Panther. Yeah, Chadwick Bossman. But, anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I they're a regular season team. Carrick will will bring you on here soon. We'll we'll and you'll get roasted. See, yeah, we'll see what happens in this heat series. And uh, you just let us know when you want to come on, whether it be before this year or you know, uh, in early in the series, midway or or kind of towards the end. But or maybe um, after the Bucks lose, and we'll have him. Try and talk us through his reasoning, just so we could tell him how wrong he was. We'll see, yeah, Carrick, We exactly. love, we love you. Well, I don't yeah, love you. we do. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So then, moving to the Rockets, they're up three two um, with a chance to close out that series against the Thunder today. Um, I think they close it out here. They definitely look like the better team. And although Matt, I know you love the Thunder. I feel like <laughs> besides Chris Paul, they don't really have enough playoff experience across their roster. Um, you know, unless your name is Luca, you, you can't really trust in a young player in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, with, with, with shy, um, who's their kind of second guy and, and their goat second go-to uh, after Chris Paul, it's hard for just Chris Paul to be able to will them here to victory. Yeah. I, uh, the series has been so weird to me because it's it's three two, which makes it seem like it's a close series, obviously. But the the three wins the Rockets have were all blowouts. No, we're not even close. Like one by 20, 20 plus. And then the two times Oklahoma City won were both really close. And one of the two wins was in overtime. And I think that the Rockets had a shot to win it at the end, if I'm remembering correctly, and just missed, and that set it to overtime. So um, yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm with you. I think the Rockets end up closing out. They just look like the better team. Um, and yeah, the Thunder. I guess I, I I really do like the like them, but the shooting display that they put on in like four of the games this series is just like historically bad. Like Lakers bubble bad, and like Lou Dort was zero for nine. I think Shy was zero for five or something Lou like that. Lou Dork can't make anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was so. I mean, I don't. He's like an undrafted rookie, so you but you, you don't really expect much from him, anyways. But I think yeah, I think you're right. They just don't. The only way they win is if the Rockets have a 0 for 27 three-point streak, something like that. <laughs> I mean, they've done that in the past. Yeah, they have. Circa, circa Golden State yeah. series, but um, um, yeah. So I'm I'm with you. And then so the only game that there were the only series, the round two series that started is the Raptors and the Celtics. And I gotta say, nervous about my Raptors finals pick. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I know that. The Celtics kind of blew them out yesterday, and um, it, it did not look pretty at all for the Raptors. But I will say, in their defense, um, they man, that was one of the worst shooting performances I've ever seen in like the first half. Uh, they could not make a single thing, um, and the Celtics were also shooting lights out from three point range in that game, which. I, I don't know if that's going to continue because um, at that clip that they were shooting, I, I don't know if that's possible to, to maintain. Um, and obviously Siakam never got going really. He had 3,000 in the first quarter. And then just after that, I think the Raptors were, were kind of, um, you know, they, they kind of just rolled over at that point and were like, whatever, like we'll, we'll take this game one loss and, um, and we'll see what happens from here. 
Yeah, and it was such a bad game from Siakam. Like, even before he got into foul trouble that first quarter, he missed, like, three just bunny layups. Um, yeah, exactly. It's just It seemed like they were they were in kind of a, a hangover or, or something like that and needed a game, hopefully, to just get their feet under them because they've been off for a while, so. Yeah, that's true. The only thing I'll say in like uh, about, like, the favor of the Celtics is, like, they, uh, they, they played in the bubble, and the Celtics – there was the same exact game. The Celtics just absolutely crushed the Raptors, and – that was another game where you were like, oh, well, you know, we're not by you. I mean, like the collective you was like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, the Raptors just shot bad. Uh, you know, no, that won't happen consistently. And then there was another game where the same exact thing happened. So it makes you wonder if just however the Celtics guard the Raptors, it just, it just for whatever reason, it, uh, it affects them and makes them unable to, you know, hit shots that they, like they normally do. So, and I heard, I think it was Zach Lowe was mentioning how the, even in the regular season pre-bubble, the, Raptors, their Celtics are just a bad matchup for the Raptors. So I'm still picking the Raptors to win, but I will say that the two the two times that they have played in the bubble has made me a little bit nervous. Yeah, I can see it. Um, but um, I think I think the winner of the series goes to the finals. I agree. I think both. I think either of them. We can we can use that to move on to the the games today. Uh, the Heat Bucks. That's a, the other round two series starting today. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think that they uh I think that whoever wins the Raptors Celtics is gonna beat the Bucks. Bucks are I will go to my grave saying the Bucks are frauds. It'll be written on my tombstone. Like Yeah, Matt I mean so lived you, an yeah, average that's, life and that's, the Bucks are frauds. <laughs> and that's if this Bucks even advance. So their series yes. starts today with the Heat. First game is uh, at six thirty today. Um and this is a juicy dog play. Very juicy. So the Heat uh plus two hundred, I believe. Um the the they're favored their the bucks are favored by five and a half they're minus two twenty um, yeah I'm with you this is a juicy steak burger for the the Heat under Carson underdog Carson loves them yeah he's licking his chops um, I, I think that the Heat honestly get the win here today um, and I I mean I guess you know you obviously have to take into consideration that the Heat have been sitting around doing nothing for a while here. Um, you know, after they swept their first round series and, and the Bucks, they've actually had to play. So they might be, you know, a little um, more game ready. But I don't know. I I can't wait to bet on the Heat spread for every game in the series. Yeah, that's a good point because the Heat closed their series out pre the like the mini shut the mini NBA shutdown, like the two day shutdown. So the protests. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they haven't played. um and over a week, I believe, and the Bucks right. just played on Saturday. So, yeah, I, even if the Bucks win Game One, uh, I still am going to pick the Heat to win the series. Um, we never forget last year when the when the Celtics won Game One against the Bucks, and Paul Pierce called the series over. Then the Bucks won four straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So hopefully Charles Barkley doesn't say anything stupid to curse the Heat in this series. Yeah, I mean, hey, he he predicted that there's no way the Lakers were going to lose against the the Blazers, and the Lakers won. I think so. that was the first time that he lost or ha- that he won um, in his predictions. I think you're right because he, after the Blazers won Game One, he was like, "They're going to sweep the Lakers," and I was like, "All right, yeah. Chuck, let's yeah. let's calm down." Yeah. yeah, put the house on the Lakers at that point, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, I think we're both here in agreement that the Heat win the series, and um, I I personally like them as the dog, and and I think you do too, Matt. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that the Heat are going to win, but the only thing that gives me pause is just the, solely the rust factors that the Heat might need to yep. gain, might need to gain to get to get back into game shape and just to get all the 
the rust off and the juice is flowing. But even if they win game one, the Bucks, I mean, win game one, I'm still picking the Heat to win the series. Yeah. All right. Well, then, moving on, then, the only other game for tonight in the NBA is the Rockets and the Thunder. Again, the Rockets have a chance to close it out here and are five-and-a-half-point favorites at minus 230, and the Thunder are plus 199. Yeah, so I, as much as I love the Thunder and as much as I dislike Russell Westbrook, I think the Rockets close it out tonight. Russ looked fine in his, uh, in his debut. He still had some typical Russ jump shots where he pulls up with 18 seconds left in the shot clock. And nobody in the world except for him thinks that he will actually make that. But, um, I mean, he looked good. He didn't look like he was super rusty or that he, like, had lost a step, like, if that the quad contusion was still affecting him. So that just is, is just another element of firepower that the Rockets are adding that the Thunder already didn't have. So, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that the Rockets are going to win. And every game they've won, they've covered. So if you think they're going to win, I would take the spread as opposed to the money line. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and one thing to note is that if the Rockets win, they'll be playing the Lakers. And this will be the first time that James Harden and Russell Westbrook will be able to attempt on getting revenge on LeBron James for beating him, beating them in the finals when it was Miami Heat over the Oklahoma City yeah. Thunder all those years ago. That's true. So, I didn't even think about that. Do you think they can get yeah. KD to suit up for the series? Maybe they might might give him a call and just uh, go at him, and we could have a little mini what could have been series instead. Um, so yeah, I mean Kevin Durant when he was when he was able to play uh, LeBron in the playoffs after um, losing in OKC in the championship, it was when he was with Golden State, and he was able to get his revenge because they won that series and they won the finals. Um, so we'll see if. Uh, Potentially, Westbrook and Harden have the same, um, I guess, good result here. If they were able, of course, if they're able to to wrap it up against the Thunder. Yeah, right. Yeah, the only difference is that Golden State team just a little bit better than this Rockets team. Just a smidge. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so yeah, those are the only two games tonight. And the uh, the Bucks Heat is at six thirty, and the Rockets Thunder is at nine ten Eastern time. So, unfortunately, we don't have any day game matinee. NBA games today, um, but we can we can move on to our picks of the day. So for the lock, um, it was tough for us to decide because there's two NBA games, and um, I don't really as much as we think the Rockets are going to win. I don't think we're comfortable with saying that it's a lock. Um, obviously, we think that the favorite in the other game is going to lose in the Bucks. So that leaves NHL, which I guess the, the Lightning wouldn't be a bad play, but still kind of kind of iffy. So I think we're leaning towards tennis. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Rockets pick, um, but, you know, uh, closing out a series is always the hardest game, um, and we've seen the Rockets not close out games before or close out series before. Um, so, a little weary about it. Again, I, I think they should still win, but uh, in terms of the lock of the day, I, I think, uh, yeah, I like some tennis. Let's. Um, I think we talked about a little bit before that, we could do a, a little parlay here, uh, a little uh, is very against personally what I like to do, but <laughs> sometimes you just got to go with two of the best players in the world in, in Joker and, and Osaka. And I think that parlay right there is pretty nice. That's a, that's a winning, that's a winning parlay right there. Yeah. So individually their odds are just like obscene to, to take individually. You'd have to bet like a thousand dollars to win 10. But if you, uh, <laughs> if you parlay them together, it's a little more, um, 
it's a little more palatable. So I, I, in the two we were talking about are Osaka and Djokovic. Um, there's just simply no realm of possibility where they both lose. So I think I'm comfortable doing a, a parlay as our lock of the day just to make the odds a little bit better. Um, and then as far as props, as of right now, nothing has been released yet, so we can't do any of our player props for the two games today. But, um, yeah, as always, check our social media for those. Show some social media, bearish.bets. And then same thing for our Gmail, bearish.bets at gmail.com. Yep, so we got our lock as Osaka, Djokovic, Parlay, our dog as the Miami Heat, and the prop is TBD. So, like Matt said, check social, and uh, we'll, we'll blast that out before these games begin. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Anything, I know we had a week off. Anything left you want to get off your chest? Um, no, I think I'm glad to be back. Um, we, we had... We had a pretty good week last week, personally, in terms of betting. So hopefully we can keep that good juju going here and, um, you know, um, help you guys out as well. But, um, yeah, I, I think that that's about all for now. You got anything? No, I'm all set. I'm just uh, not really looking forward to getting my real life back together after a week at the beach. Yeah, real life of sitting in bed and doing work all day. It's it's going to be tough. But <laughs> that's all right. Whatever. I digress. Um, but yeah, we will, we'll continue betting and, um, please keep subscribing and, and keep listening and, um, we'll, we are good to go for today. So, um, until tomorrow bears out. Peace.